Welcome to the Pod Pros series of Indian Podcasting Revolution. In this series, we sit across some leading podcast experts from across the globe to do some crystal ball gazing around the rise of podcasts. They share with us the tips, strategies, and the disruptive work they are doing in the world of podcasting. I'm your host and founder of Done for You Podcast, Roshni Baronia, and why wait further? Let's jump right in. With one piece of audio content that is a podcast episode, you try to tick off so many boxes. You want to establish a connection with your audience, you want to build an authority, you want to share your expertise and yet at the same time not be a cookie cutter creator. You want your podcast to stand out from the clutter. Well, the answer to all these requirements lies in one thing and that is your script. a well crafted structured line of thoughts that can take your listener on a journey with you and today i have with me the person who can tell us all about creating such stories and scripts for your podcast i have with me katharina brendel all the way from germany who is a storyteller and podcast strategist Kat specializes in creating unconventional and unpretentious podcasts so kat welcome to indian podcasting revolution how are you feeling today Thank you very much for having me. I am feeling good. It's summer in Berlin, so that's always a lovely time of the year, so I can't complain. <laughs> oh, awesome. It has actually started raining here. Monsoon season has arrived in India for us, so it's like <laughs> not very <laughs> clean and enjoyable, but yeah. So, Kat, you wear multiple hats not only as an entrepreneur and podcaster, but you also work with a lot of other media firms and podcast agencies what are some of the roles that you handle like what are the multiple hats that you wear yeah so i've been in the podcasting space which feels for a very long time i launched my first podcast i want to say like 6 7 years ago something like that i started with it at least so for the podcasting space that's quite a long time ago and since then i have done multiple different things so my most outward facing one the one that I'm probably representing here is as a storytelling and podcasting strategist so that's where I work predominantly with business owners who want to create a podcast to you know as part of their business to grow their listenership their audience their profile their business but I've also been working in podcasting in different ways you know you and I were just talking about it before this that I've been actually creating custom episodes for a corporate learning platform for i think like 5 years as well already so a long time i think there's a catalog of like 80 plus episodes by now there so i've been actively podcasting there i've also been a podcast curator for blinkist which is a learning app where i got to like find great talent and kind of help them compress their podcast into shortcasts they were called shorter versions and i also currently work as a podcast artist manager at julep which is a lipson owned company that does podcast monetization so i'm kind of helping podcasters from a certain size to monetize a podcast so yeah a lot of different hats all in the podcasting sphere <laughs> but a lot of projects <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, I rarely come across someone who wears so many titles: podcast publisher, podcast strategist, and curator. <laughs> and of course, uh, you do so much with respect to storytelling as well. So you said that uh, your journey with podcasting started six to seven years back. And how did that happen? Because I believe you were 
a journalist and marketer prior to getting into podcasting. So how did this transition come about? How did you get into audio space? Yeah, it actually happened naturally. So way back when I studied journalism and media, so that's my like professional background. And then I worked in marketing at different places for a long time. I was in Peru, I was in New York, and I was in London. And then I came to Berlin about seven years ago. And uh, if you know anybody from here, they will tell you it's very standard to then work at a startup, which I did. I was their head of marketing and PR. And because it was a tech startup, there was not a lot of women in general, but especially not in leadership. And I felt like, okay, I am leading a team. I am in a leadership position here, but want to learn more about that, have that exchange that I can't have in the company. How can I best have that? And I thought, okay, what are the avenues? I could have a blog, but that doesn't really go in depth. YouTube was way too much work. (laughs) I was, you know, full-time employed. And also nobody watches like an hour-long conversation on YouTube. So I landed on podcasting really just because that format was most fitting to what I wanted to do. And that's how my first podcast, Leading Rebels, back then got started about women in leadership because it brought in my kind of journalistic background with a topic I cared about. And I also had around me also the reflection that a lot of people were interested in this and had questions about it. So that's kind of how it organically started way back when. <laughs> Awesome. I think uh, that resonates so much with how I got into podcasting because it was a similar experience that even when I was writing blogs, it always felt that I'm speaking to someone. And video, of course, is too much of effort and work there. So yes, podcast was a sweet spot. And uh, that's how I also got into podcasting. So great. We share a, a similar story there. So you've said that uh, you are having a background in journalism and marketing. How does that experience flow into your current work? Is there any way that it influences your work today as a podcaster? Yeah, absolutely. I would say predominantly as a podcast strategist when I work with, you know, clients who are solopreneurs, entrepreneurs, and so on. I like to say it's kind of a little bit my secret sauce in the sense of that I merge two different line of thoughts. So on the one hand, because some people fall more into the other than the other. I have the storytelling side, which is the journalistic side, which is like how to make things interesting, how to make people actually want to listen, how to structure things, how to do great interviews, all that jazz. And then you have the other side, which is as important if you're a business owner, is the marketing side of like, okay, this is a great story, but how does it work for my business? How do I build it into my other systems and other processes so that this actually drives some goals of mine forward? Because very often we have the one or the other, right? If you go to a businessy, then sure, it's very much with your goals, but it could be really dry and boring. Or you make it super creative and fun, but it's not related and you know integrated into your business. And then it's it's a hobby, but it's not part of your you know business as you might have wanted it to be. So yeah, kind of meshing those two things together is I think where I bring in both sides of my background. So yeah, I can clearly uh, see that there is a balancing act there with respect to the creative side and as well as the distribution and the marketing and the business side of creating a podcast. But yes, as a strategist, as a person who comes from that background, you are very well equipped to bring those experiences, bring those expertise in your current work. But for someone who is not from a media content or marketing background, how do they gain mastery or rather, let's say, a decent enough skill set to create standout content? And especially when we are talking about audio content. 
Well, I think on the one hand, it's standard, but it's true. It's also you're just always going to learn by doing. There is no, you know, shortcut of things. Some people who are more on the too much on the planning side want to like study up and get everything perfect before you start. And there is no getting around the practice bit. There is no podcaster that you love now that if you listen back to the first episodes, you would be like, huh, this, there's differences. Same with me. I've, I listened back to my first episodes. Definitely a lot has changed. I listened back to stuff and I noticed, oh, I really overuse this word here. And I have to be more mindful to talk a little bit slower, maybe, because my natural talking speed is quite fast. So there's a lot of things that you're not going to find out until you do them. That being said, I think there's definitely also the propensity to just jump in too soon. I think that's the other <laughs> trap there. So a little bit of planning, a little bit of strategizing ahead of time is super important. There's a lot of components there, but the biggest one that I like to remind people and everybody falls in this trap is you're starting a podcast because you love a topic and you want to talk about something and you want to dive in and the crux there is the you. You get very stuck on what do I care about? What do I find interesting? Like me talk about this. And the truth is podcasting is for the people listening. So if you don't manage that reframe of, okay, but what is that person interested in? How do I make this interesting to them? What is it that they care about? You can also get into too much of the me and I version of this, where also one, you're not going to, you know, gain listeners as you'd like. And also you're going to run out of stuff at some point because, you know, your your stories are also limited. Mm, exactly. Rightly said, because I think the starting point could always be about what you want, what kind of expertise, niche ideas, topics you want to share. But ultimately, somewhere down the line, it becomes about the listener. It will not always remain about you. Of course, you are sharing your expertise, but ultimately you have to keep in mind what are the takeaways for the listener. So that aspect is something probably people don't have in mind when they start with podcasting or even when they are curating and crafting their episodes. So when you work with your clients, how do you help them understand this aspect of that it's not just about you, but your listeners? How do you drive this notion into them when they come to you with this idea that, hey, I want to speak about this. I want to share my messaging. How do you work around with them? Well, the first step really there is to first talk to people that they want to address and have to listen to this. Sometimes it is their already their customer base. Sometimes it's a part of their customer base, or maybe it's a bigger base than they're currently serving because they want to expand. And the point here is you really have to do that switch and then be like, okay, let me talk to those people. What are they interested in? What type of topics do they care about? What questions do they have? And then really get into their shoes. So that reframe is important. I'll take the example of a recent client that I work with. And when she started with me, we knew overarchingly the topic that she wanted to do. But then the people she wanted to do an interview show, she was going to interview they were going to be people that she was, I'm going to say, academically interested in that were challenging, that interesting questions that she wanted to like balance ideas off of. And when we talked it through, we realized, actually, those are people are interesting for you to talk about because you're at, I would say, like this level of knowledge. But the people that she works with are not there. That's why they're higher her. They're a little bit lower. They, they're not quite at that level where they're going to find these super detailed conversations interesting. 
So she decided we had to step back and be like, okay, you actually need to say like, what is their level and what do they find interesting? And let's bring it back to that focus and not who do you find interesting talking to? And she found that out by actually having conversations with her, say, dream listener and getting that information back from them. That's so beautiful that you shared that because it's all about simplifying the content, simplifying the messaging for your listeners, because you have to evaluate where they are in their journey. How do they understand that particular topic and what level they are? So that's a great perspective that you've shared. And you are talking about uh, how you helped her understand that what your listeners look are looking for, like what level they are in. So when one creates those episodes, one, when one creates or curates that podcast, and if we talk about script writing specifically, what is your creative process when you've got a particular theme or a particular business objective from your client? How do you go around creating certain episodes? What's the starting point and how does it progress through the steps? Well, I think kind of good storytelling is a little bit universal. So a little as a background, I also, after university, worked in book publishing for a little bit, and I'm also a huge book nerd. So stories and all formats have been my love. And I like that compare that, for example, to, let's say, a fantasy novel. The way the book always starts is it's something interesting that grabs your attention, right? That pulls you into the story first. Like there's an action scene, there's some interesting weird things happening. There's something that pulls you in. Once you're in, then you get a little bit, I would say, the lay of the land, right? Like this is the introduction. Like you get a little bit of like, who's who? Where are we? Like a little bit of things to, you know, get the setting, know what we're at. And then that's when the main plot, I would say, happens, you know, with your main, you know, plot points. And then at the end, there's like, you know, a resolution, an outlook on what happens. And that's kind of the same approach, I would say, when you're doing a podcast episode is start with something that hooks your listeners, that makes them want to continue listening and makes them, you know, perk up and want to tune in. That can be an interesting fact. That can be a story. That can be a snippet from the conversation. There's a lot of options. Something to like hook them and bring them in. Only then is when you can do like, I would recommend doing like a little intro, right? This is where you can say like who you are, who the podcast is, who's maybe being interviewed, you know, get a little bit of a background info going. And then you take them through the like the meat of your episode, the main takeaways until you like wrap it up at the end. That's like very simply said, but even that like simple structure often gets skipped, right? People often, you know, I would say never start a podcast with I <laughs> and, you know, this is what I, you know, this is who I am. And this is, you know, this is like at the beginning, that's not gripping. Nobody's like, you know, getting sucked in by that. So really starting with something that hooks, then introducing, then main points, then conclusion. That's like the bare bones of it, I would say. One thing actually, I really rarely recommend that somebody completely script, meaning writing everything out word for word that they're going to say. Just because that is a skill to read a script and make it sound natural and not like a script. Most people like off the bat, are this is a learned skill, right? There's a reason why we have book narrators and it's a whole profession because this is, you know, not something that you just can do. So usually having something completely scripted out word for word does not sound supernatural. I say if you need a little bit of safety scripting your intro, maybe your outro, if that makes you don't get in the flow and feel like you have something round, that's okay. Everything else, I say do bullet points, do what you think you need as guide points of like things you want to hit. If there's certain numbers, obviously you wrote those down. 
things like that. But don't over script. For those who really do need more safety, the one way I have had some clients do it, at least in the beginning, until you like feel more comfortable and kind of like as training wheels, I would almost say, they usually just record the episode and then transcribe it and then turn that into a script. Why this order? Because if you, you know, say it out loud, you're going to use the words you naturally use. And then you can tighten the order or take out some things or stuff like that. But at least it's your words as you speak, because the problem is often when we write to things, we don't write how we naturally speak. So this can be a little bit of a training wheels (laughs) support in the beginning, but it is obviously much more time intensive. So it's not something I suggest to be sustainable for ongoing podcasting, but maybe for the beginning. Yeah. But that's a great way of uh, working around Skip because, of course, it is time taking and it will require initial efforts. But I think it's a smart way of familiarizing yourself with the entire concept of reading what's there on your screen or at least getting used to speaking around bullet points and just getting your message across. So now that we are talking about how to actually present the podcast or even develop the content and the script for it. We also wanted to touch upon with you with respect to the formats of the podcast. So uh, there are so many podcast formats available out there from interview to co-hosted to solo podcasts. Since you are a publisher, a narrator yourself, how do you see is a format which connects best with the audience and the listeners because in some places the solo host the uh, the podcaster is talking with the listener they are including the listener in the conversation at other places even the co-hosts are talking just amongst themselves and uh, not really including the listener so what according to you has worked for you best since you have been curating so many different podcasts? Yeah, so this is one of those areas where we say there is in almost no category the best or the only. So it goes a little bit back to what we talked about earlier about knowing who you're creating for. Because usually when these types of questions come up when it comes to format as like, what type of format should I do? How long should episodes be? Um, you know, how often should I publish? All these stuff. I was like, that depends on who you're creating this for. If you're creating something for, you know, an audience that only has five minutes in between meetings that they're listening to this, then you're doing super short episodes. If you're doing this for somebody who's listening to a podcast more for relaxation on a long drive or something that you have more time. Likewise with the information, if are they listening mainly because you are the main focus of the podcast and maybe they want to know about your expertise or your fun stories or whatever it might be, then solo episodes. If you do want to, of course, they want to maybe learn about a certain topic more and you're just also a part of it or the conduit, then an interview format makes uh, sense. So I would say there's no like this one method is the right one or the best one. You have to be very mindful of who you're creating this for and ask that. Plus, I would couple with what you're capable of producing ongoing. Because if you really, really, really hate doing interviews, then it doesn't matter if your audience loves them because it's going to be a chore for you and you're not going to consistently be doing them. Same with solo episodes. If you're really, you know, just talking to yourself and the mic is not comfortable, that's going to shine through. So you also have to combine it with, you know, your expertises 
and also what you have the capabilities to produce. So maybe as a specific example here, when I started podcasting with my first podcast, it was a purely interview-led show. Why? One, because the goal of the podcast was to learn about female leadership from different perspectives. That was the natural, logical reason was then, okay, interview, since it wasn't about me sharing about you know, my leadership knowledge. Then as the second season rolled around, I did start adding in solo episodes. So I started to alternate them because I had, by that point, gained that personal experience that also made sense to share. And it was, you know, binding it into the business I was building. So then solo episodes made sense. However, those were very simple solo episodes with me, 20 minutes, you know, sketching out what I was going to talk about. Fast forward to now, like, you know, what, five years later. And for me, podcasting. (laughs) obviously having done it for longer, is something I like to experiment with and play with and have more capabilities. So in my current podcast, I do quite complex producing because I take, even if it's just one episode, like even if it's a standard interview, I won't just run the interview, but I will move pieces. I will add in sound effects. I will add in my own narration after the fact. I also have episodes where I take two or three interviews and splice them together into something that is complexer to make. And I would never have recommended that to myself when I started out because it's way too much work and it would have taken the joy right out of it. So it depends very much on your audience and your own capabilities and preferences. And based on that, you can then say, this is the right format with the asterisks that it can involve. It doesn't have to be this one format forever. Wonderful insights you've shared, Gad. And We couldn't leave you without talking about stories with you. So just to bring all those conversations that we've already had to culminating point, how do you suggest one should integrate stories into the entire process of podcast creation and script writing and do that job well? Because not everyone comes from an art or media or writing background, yet How do stories can find a place in every podcast? Yeah, so one fact that I always like to state, and then I always second guess myself if I have the number right. (laughs) But I think there's about um, stories are 33% more memorable than facts, than facts and figures. Then you just saying like, here's, you know, a statistic. It's much more memorable to pack them in a story. And we do that too, right? We can tell stories about where we met or who we knew more than, oh, it was this date or it was, you know, this temperature or whatever. Like the numbers are harder for us than stories. And I really think they really lend depth to what you're saying to really convey understanding. So I'll do a specific example because that's the whole point. Like stories really help you (laughs) understand things. So one of the things when I started out that was really important to me, because I predominantly worked with women and other and other underrepresented voices in podcasting that second guessed much more why they should be the ones to pick up a mic and why they had something valuable to say. And there was one of my key messages was you have something valuable to say. Now, me just saying, however, you have something valuable to say is very flat, right? Like, They're like, you know, other people have said what I've wanted to talk about before. They've said it better than me. They have a bigger expertise that, you know, there's a million reasons why not. And me just saying, you know, you do, you should say it. That's like a platitude. So one of the things I like to, rather than just say that, I would be like, here's a story. (laughs) So 
when I was younger in the 2000s. And yes, I date myself when I say that. Low-rise jeans used to be very in, just like they're starting to be now, which is very concerning. But anyway, they were very in in the early 2000s. And so obviously I had them. And my mom used to be, when I was younger and a teenager, she was like, I think like high-rise jeans for your figure, I think they would be better. Like it's, it's more your, like it's more flattering on your body type. And I, of course, would be like, no, mom, <laughs> you know, I'm literally not wearing mom jeans. You have no idea what you're talking about. I'm a teenager. You're old. I don't listen to you when it comes to fashion advice. And then fast forward, like four or five years later is when I was in my early 20s, high rise jeans were then trendy and they came into fashion. And then oh guess what? I saw them and my friends and stores. I was like, oh, yeah. And then I wore them and I was like, oh, my God, this is so comfortable. This looks so good. How did I ever think, um, you know, these were, you know, these are so great. And then you can obviously imagine my mom in the background being like, I told you this years ago, multiple times, (laughs) never listen to me. So the point that I'm trying to make with this story there is there is like, was there somebody telling me a certain piece of information before? Yes. Was it the right person for me? Were they saying in a way that was relevant to me? Did, Did that listen to it? Or did I need it to come from a different place that was more what I would listen to and resonate with me. Because that's the whole point. Like by now there's so much stuff out there. Everybody, sure, stuff has been covered, but everybody listens to different people and in different ways or different points in their life. And that's why I think messages are always important. So this is kind of a story that exemplifies when I say you have something valuable to say And that's much more meaningful than me just saying the platitude, but to give you like a story and a meaning where like, okay, I see what that means actually, and not just the words. Exactly. And the next time I'm wearing my mom jeans, I'm remembering you and not my mom. (laughs) 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 Wonderful. So yeah, thank you so much for so generously sharing so many tips about storytelling and script writing and how to make better podcasts overall. Just one last question where we turn you into a crystal ball gazer and crystal ball reader, Katrina. And that is, what is the next biggest change you would like to see happening in the podcasting space? So I think it's a change that I'm already seeing. And I think it's lovely. I think if you look at the way podcasting and develop, it has it's kind of like the computers, you know, when there was the first computers, they were like as big as a house and nobody could afford them. And they were like just huge and expensive and no chance. And now they're like in everybody's palm of their hand, literally, because that has been the development. And I think I would love, and that's already happening with podcasting, right? When podcasting started, it was so complicated. There was no way that, you know, a handful of people maybe understood it, but it was super techy. And slowly over time, it has improved. And now I think, yes, this is going to be very best wordy. I am sorry. But with like AI and new tech, I think it's there are going to be ways to make it even simpler. Because I know like editing is still for so many people such a hurdle or like a lot of pieces of it that I think we can simplify so that can, people can actually focus on the storytelling. And yes, my tech and sound nerds are going to be mad at me when I say that. But for like the average, you know, person who has a message to share and is not like super deep into that, they just want to be able to create something, put it out there, have it sound good, you know, be easy and get into that exchange with listeners. And as much as we can remove that friction of them being able to do so, I think that's something that is going to enable a lot more stories that we need and more diverse stories, especially to come out. 
that's a great point to end our conversation with that the podcasting the entire process creation as well as accessibility should be easier with time right so thank you so much uh, cat for being here for uh, joining us on indian podcasting revolution any last message or word you would like to share with our listeners and where they can find you thank you so much for having me it was such a fun conversation i really appreciate you and especially you laughing at all my stories that's always much appreciated <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i always look forward to connecting with listeners so i'm sure you will share where they can find me and then i will also say cuz this you know goes perfectly with the last thing we talked about ai tech If you are looking at like oh what microphone or what recording or you know have questions about what to use I actually did a created list of all my podcasting and online business tools and if you just go to tellonpurpose.com/faves then you can find all that info and um I'm sure that link will also be in the show notes and yeah I'll share everything that I use and pre-vet for you <laughs> oh incredible that will be a gold mine and so much help for podcasters thank you so much for sharing that hope this conversation helps you with your podcasting journey whether you are an emerging or an established podcaster for more such podcast insights follow indian podcasting revolution and if you want help with the launch management or growth of your podcast check out our website www.dfip.in which is the acronym for done for you podcast because you see we like to keep things simple and yes if you wish to be a part of an exclusive podcaster community join the waitlist from the link given in show notes that's all for pod pros at indian podcasting revolution this week we shall meet again in the next episode